on the I Am A Woman podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Strickland, and I am so excited to share uh, the meaning of the word man and woman. As we've talked about, a lot of people are asking this question, and we are going back to the beginning. We're actually going back to the beginning of the beginning which is this sort of ancient Hebrew alphabet. It's really interesting, and I hope that you have a chance to watch this on YouTube if you can. Thank you so much for joining me, though, however you are listening. I want you to know that you are so important to me, and I could not be doing this without you. So thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me on my series, What is a Woman? If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, definitely go back. But today we're going to talk about man and woman and what exactly those words mean. Uh, We talked about male and female. I think you're going to be really surprised about the similarities of what man and woman actually means and also the very clear, stark difference. There's a huge difference and there's this huge similarity. It's actually really awesome. So starting with the woman, we know we talked about this before is that God says, look, I've got to make and I'm actually reading out of the NLT Um, I got this new Bible, so I'm trying a different translation just to see how it works out. But this one says it's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make a helper who is just right for him. That's closer to the meaning of Azar Konegdo. It's not exactly (laughs) because she's a strong helper. She's a strong rescuer and a shield for him. That's a word that God uses to refer to himself. And the root of that word helper, azer, is actually means to rescue or to save. So she's an incredible helper to him in moments when he, especially when he cannot help himself. And yeah, is she just right for him? Absolutely. She is side by side and she is face to faith. And so after God makes this declaration, he does this whole parade of animals, right? We talked about this before. He, he does this big parade of animals. And then that's where Adam goes, yeah, you're right. There is nobody who's going to know me, uh, who's going to understand me and be able to see who I really am. And so God puts this sleep over over Adam. And while Adam slept, says the Lord God took one of the ribs and closed up the opening He and he made made a woman. That is the first time that's the rule of first mention and hermeneutics, however you say that word, the study of the Bible. But however you see, whenever you see a word for the first time, that is called the rule of first mention. And that is where the first time we see that word woman. What is a woman. Okay. We're looking at this pictographic alphabet. You can see this on YouTube. It is a three-letter simple rendering of the word woman. There's two renderings, the simple rendering and the advanced rendering, but I'm going to show you the simple one first. We're going to make this really simple. It's got three letters. The first one means strength. Okay, the first word, excuse me, the first letter in the word woman means strength, 
ox or leader. It's the al. It's the first. It's basically the A of the Hebrew alphabet. It is the first, or some people call it the Aleph. Now, as I tell you that, I want you to know that's also the first letter in the man's name. So both man and woman, those words begin with the A or the Aleph, which is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Some scholars say it means God because he is our strong, he is our strength. He is our strong leader. He is the Alpha and the Omega, right? The beginning and the end. So it is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it is the strongest letter, and it basically means strength in leadership. So this makes a lot of sense that God would make a woman who basically he's met his match. There was no match. There was no one who was going to know him and who could subdue the earth with him. Remember that the command that God gives man and woman, he gives it to both of them equally, which is to rule and, and over the earth and, and to uh, submit. The earth is going to submit. In, back in Genesis 1.27, it said God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Then he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. So he has given a command to both man and wife to govern the the earth. And when I say wife, I want I want everyone to understand the word woman in Hebrew, isha is the same word for wife. Okay? So this word can be interchangeable. It means woman or wife. So whether or not you are married or not, it makes no difference. It, you're still a woman. Before you were a woman, you're female, okay? You're an Ezra Konegdo, but you are the helper fit, suitable and com- to complete and to contend on behalf of mankind, whether or not you are married. So the word isha, the word woman, can be called woman, used for woman or used for a wife. But it says here that he said to both the male and the female, together you are to fill the earth, you are to govern it, reign over it. Some translations say to subdue it. So he's not going to choose a weakling. He's not going to create somebody who's too weak to do that. I mean, so the bottom line is, is that he gave man someone who was just as strong as him, not physically, not not as physically strong. Um, just a little known fact. I don't know if if you you know this, but the average man can kill the average woman with his bare hands. The average man can kill the average woman with his bare hands. So don't tell me men and women are the same. Don't start putting men in women's prisons. That's that's a tr- that's going to be a trigger for me because I I I go into prisons. Those women are vulnerable enough. The average man cannot wake up one day and say, "Oh, now I'm a woman." You always have if you're the average man, almost always have the strength. Now, there's a lot of 
uh, can we say it? Badass women out there. Yeah. Who can, who, who know, like, you know, Kung Fu <laughs> and karate. I'm like, can I get some, uh, self-defense lessons over here? But the truth is, is that physically he is very different. Biologically, he is very different. But again, Hebrew does not focus. The Bible's language does not focus on form. It focuses on function. It focuses on what we're created to do. We are not things. We are verbs. We are action. Okay. And the action of human beings is to reflect the likeness of God. And God is no weakling. So when he creates woman in his image, the first letter of her name is strength. The first letter of the man's name is strength. So we both have that Aleph, that A, the, the A is the alpha and the omega. It's the first letter. It means God. It means strength. Okay. It's the first one at the beginning of our name. The next letter is the shin. Okay. And the shin uh, looks like two front teeth upside down. It looks like two front teeth. Okay. And it means to eat, consume, destroy. It's sharp. It means sharp. It's really interesting. That is a that is an interesting letter. It's also in the man's name. It's the last letter in the man's name, but it's also in the man's name. And that is in, important because the al and the shin together, those first two letters of the woman's name together, they mean fire. They mean fire. The woman has fire. Just like our God is a consuming fire, <laughs> so we are made in his image. And we don't think of human beings as being fire, but also those two letters are in the man's name. So both the woman and the man have this substance that is fire. But, you know, I just want to say something about this middle letter in the woman's name. It means sharp, press, eat, consume, destroy. And the last letter is the hey. It's the one who brings revelation. It's the one who looks out the window, who can perceive and see. That's not in the man's name. It's in the woman's name. That letter hey is really important when it comes to feminine words in the original scriptures. But a woman can have a really sharp tongue. She, she can be one who uses her words to hurt, consume, and destroy. I will be the very first to confess that my family would know that's my greatest weakness. Because your greatest strength can be your your greatest weakness. It can also be your downfall. And I, if you have a way with words, as I do as a speaker, right, and an author, you can also cut down and consume and hurt and destroy people so easily with your words. So if you use that leadership to consume and destroy, you're not bringing revelation, you're just bringing destruction. It reminds me honestly of that 2017 March on Washington with all those women wearing their pink vagina hats, they called them. And the, some of the women getting up behind the mic and just using their voices 
calling, saying, I am a nasty woman. I want to burn down the White House. Think about how many women out there, young women out there, are using their voices to tear down their husbands, that to tear down their families. We have this power within us to consume and destroy with our words. That is why a wise person in the Proverbs, which we're going to be looking at that too, we have to learn how to shut our mouths. I am the first one to admit that this has been a problem, a problem for me. But I understand it's in my function to bring life with my voice and to bring revelation with my voice, to look out a window and to know and to perceive and to love the people in my family, but to be very, very careful what I say. And I'm still learning that. I'm still learning that because there is that that owl and that shin inside of me, which is that fire in Hebrew. It's the fire. So the woman's name means breath of fire. The woman name woman's name means one who breathes fire. She can be a fire-breathing dragon who destroys, or she can be one who brings hope, life, and revelation. And that's a choice that we make every single day. Let me tell you what the man's name means. Again, he has the owl and the shin. He has the leader and the teeth (laughs) that can destroy and consume and eat, right? That can be sharp. And the middle middle letter of the man's name is the yod. The yod looks like this. It looks like an arm with a closed hand. So basically, that yod, that letter means work. It means work, worship, deed, throw. In other words, again, we have this concept of a hand in the man's name. Just the way in the woman's name, we have the hay, the one that looks out the window and brings brings life to our family and life to the world. The man has this open palm in the word male and this yod, this arm in the word man. So man's name means hands on fire. So woman's name has fire and breath. Man's name has the owl and the shin that make fire, fire and the yod, which is the hand. So while the woman is the breath of fire that can bring life or destruction, the man is hands on fire that can bring life or destruction. It reminds me of the very first time that my husband held my hand (laughs) because I just remember it was so warm. It was so warm. And when he held my hand, I was like, geez, like I didn't really know him very well. And he reached across and held my hand. And I was like, oh, I mean, we knew each other, but, and we liked each other, but I didn't know he was going to reach across and hold my hand. And I was like, we always joke about it because I always say, well, that was really forward of you. We were sitting in the front seat of a car waiting for some, um, my brother and his wife to go in and get something out of the store. And he held my hand. And I was like, well, that was really forward of you. And he was like, well, do you want me to take it away? And I was like, no. <laughs> in other words, that warmth, that hand. I love my husband's hands. I love his hands. Because his hands in my life bring nurture and bring this nourishment to my life. They bring comfort to me and warmth to me. 
But if a man and a woman do not have God in the center of their relationship, she's just breath on fire and he's just hands on fire. And let me show you, this is a really in-depth diagram that you're seeing here on YouTube, but it shows that the the woman is the, the breath on fire, okay, the fiery breath, that the man is the hands on fire, the fiery hands. Those two letters that are different in the male and the female, they have two letters that are the same and they have one letter that are different. When you put those two letters together, it spells Yah, Yahweh. Yahweh. If you remove the Yahweh, if you remove God from their relationship, they're just fire. They're just fire. She will use her voice to destroy. He will use his hands. His hands will become this. Think about, think about a man without Yahweh. Think about a man without the spirit of God. What is the spirit of God? It's the spirit of gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Think about your marriage. Do you have the spirit of God? Because a man without the spirit of God is just fire. And he will use his hands to beat people to a pulp. A woman without the spirit of God, she's just fire. She's just breath on fire. She becomes a fire-breathing dragon. Oh, with her big microphone in front of the White House. I want to burn down the White House, the feminists say. You're just, you're just a fire-breathing dragon. You're not doing anything good for women when you're saying that. Women's rights. We have a right to consume and to destroy. You're not doing anything for women. You're not nurturing life. Why don't you just go volunteer at your local pregnancy center and help out a girl in crisis? What are you doing? You are just breath on fire. You are just a fire-breathing dragon that is going to just bring what? Destruction? You know, and women want to cry out, me too, me too. You're right. That, the, that's an issue. That is a major issue. We do have rape. Did you know men and women are very different? Did you know 99% of rapists are men? We're not the same. 99% of rapists are hands on fire. They're men. We're not the same. So if you just want to breathe fire into the man and talk about how horrible they are, you're just going to make them clench their fists <laughs> even more. You're not doing anything to help. What about breathing their gifts into them, their talents into them, their function into them, their purpose into them, their power that they have the power to build, the power to nourish, the power to bring life, the power to take that plow to the soil from which they came and create and build. 
And then you, you just go with your voice and tear them down. You have the opportunity to speak purpose and life into every human being you come across. So what is a man? A man is hands on fire. What is a woman? Breath on fire. What is a man and a woman without Yahweh? They're just a consuming fire and they will just destroy one another. That is why I share the gospel. That is why. Because it is the spirit of gentleness. It is the spirit of self-control. It is Yah, Yahweh, inside of the man and the woman that brings unity. And I'll just show you this as we wrap. If you're, if you're watching the slides, there's only in the advanced rendering of the, of the words woman and man, there's only one letter that's different. The advanced rendering is five letters. We are exactly the same, except the woman has the hey. The woman has that, that one letter on the end of her. There's, a, there's simple renderings in the Hebrew and there's the advanced. And let me just say this. We're really made of the same stuff. But the woman was created to see him, to know him, and to perceive him. Therefore, we have to know when to shut our mouths and when to speak life. I am a woman, and my name means life. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach others with their value, identity, and purpose by making a donation today at yourmore.org slash donate. Thank you again for joining me on the I Am A Woman podcast, where we are reminding women who they are created to be. Remember, I am a woman and my name means life.